You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nahumsiegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Good morning, everyone, and welcome to a special Yom Yerushalayim edition of JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Matis Weingast. I am your host this morning, as I am every Sunday morning here on JM Sunday. Thanks for joining us. Just uh, about a minute or so after, a few minutes after 7 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Time, here uh, in the uh, U.S. and North New Jersey area. Beautiful day today. It's 67 degrees outside right now, heading up to 86 degrees a little bit of rain tonight going back down to 67. It's the 17th of May, the 28th day in the month of E.R. Yom Yerushalayim, celebrating the reunification of Yerushalayim. It's the 43rd day in the counting of the Omer and Kesuvus. We're marching down towards the end. 104 is the Daf, and next week uh, on Shavuos will be uh, the completion of the Masechta of Kesuvus and then starting Nadarim. Mayor Weingarten will be my guest this morning, starting at about, uh, it's in the second hour, about 8.15. We'll talk about Yerushalayim, some different aspects, and it uh, should prove interesting. We're going to be filling the morning with Yerushalayim songs. Rabbi Goldwasser at 7.30 has a special Yom Yerushalayim segment. There will not be the news in English from Israel today. Hannah Julian is uh, out celebrating Yom Yerushalayim, so she is not available today. We will bring you up on the, the news, some uh, some good, some uh, not so good, whatever it is, uh, and uh, we will be with you until 9 o'clock this morning. We're not going to be on next week. It's Shavuos, so we will not be on that Sunday, and because Shavuos uh, is uh, two days here, uh, we will not be able to do a, a post-Yom Tov JM Sunday like we did on Pesach. So uh, you get your fix of, uh, of JM Sunday right here. This morning here on uh, the Nachum Siegel Network, we're going to go right to the music, starting off with uh, selection from Hask, and then followed by Avram Rosenblum, Bitachon, and Itzchak Dadjo, all on the theme of Yom Yerushalayim. And uh, we uh, absolutely are, we absolutely are, um, are glad to be here this morning. Appreciate your listening. And uh, here is a uh, rendition of Acha Messiah from Hask 17, right here on JM Sunday. And now, returning to the Hask concert stage, welcome Jewish music sensation, Shirley Williger! Yeah. 
Jerusalem is calling, Jerusalem is calling, 
Yerushalayim by Itzchak Dadja. Before that, we heard Bit Achon, Avram Rosenblum, and uh, we heard uh, Yisrael Shweki from Hask, going back a few years on that with Achamatayach. Welcome to a Yom Yerushalayim special here on JM Sunday. Matis Weingast with you. Good morning. It is the 17th of May, 28th day in the month of ER. It's a beautiful day outside here in the North New Jersey area, and in Israel. In Israel right now, in Jerusalem, it is 87 degrees and sunny, heading down to a a clear 68 degrees overnight. Right now, it's 67 degrees here in the New Jersey area. A little bit cloudy and going up to a high of 86 degrees, about 20% chance of rain. Coming up in just a minute, Rabbi Goldwasser will be uh, speaking on the topic of Yom Yerushalayim. And uh, joining me at about 8.15, Mayor Weingarten will uh, speak about Yom Yushalayim, about Yushalayim in uh, general. We'll talk about some, uh, some different things. And uh, I'm sure that we will touch upon the life of Rabbi Moshe Levenger, who died yesterday at the age of 80. He was a, uh, a, a tremendous force behind uh, the settlement of Jews in Hebron. And setting up uh, the uh, the area there, and of course in many many other areas, uh, and we'll talk about him for sure. Coming up at eight fifteen, there won't be any news from Israel. Chana uh, <laughs> Julian is on a Yom uh, Yerushalayim day off. It's a holiday in Israel, so uh, we'll return next week with the news from Israel. But uh, of course, around the entire country. Especially, of course, in Jerusalem, uh, is a uh, is a holiday and is commemoration of Yom Shlaim, which, of course, commemorates the reunification of Jerusalem following the Six Day War in June of 1967. So it's uh, 48 years ago that this uh, this occurred, and of course, is celebrated each year on uh, the 28th of Iyar. It is time now to go to Rabbi David Goldwasser, Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The name of the city Yerushalayim is actually a contraction. The Medrash tells us that Noyach San Shem called the city Shalem, meaning perfect, later by the event of Akedas Yitzchak, after Avram Avinu put Yitzchak on the Mizbeach, on the altar, Avram Avinu named the place Hashem Yireh. Hashem called this city Yerushalayim, combining both words, Yireh and Shalem. The Vilna Goin says 
that great Ashkocha Pratis is shown in Yerushalayim. Avram Avinu through his Mesiras Nefesh, his dedication for Hashem, which culminated with Akedas Yitzchok, demonstrated to the world Hashem's dominion over creation. The Zohar states that Yerushalayim is the heart of the world. Just as the heart constantly pumps life-giving blood throughout the entire body, Hashem sends lifeblood into the creation through Yerushalayim. The Talmud and Baba Basra tells us that at one time, yeshivas were only established in Yerushalayim, in consonance with the Pasuk, Ki mitzion teitzei soira, udvar Hashem Yerushalayim, for out of Zion should go Torah, and the word of Hashem from Yerushalayim. Toysus comments here, Lefi shehoya raya kedusha gedayla, because the young Talmidim would see great holiness, the Kahanim would be involved in the service of Hashem. So they would devote their hearts more to Yerashamayim, the fear of heaven, and learn. In Birchas Hamazon, the grace after meals, we mention both Yisrael and Yerushalayim. We say, Rachem no, have mercy, Hashem Elokeinu, Al Yisrael Amecho, V'al Yerushalayim Yerecho. Please have mercy on Yisrael, your nation, and on Yerushalayim, your city. This is similar to the Nusach that we use on Lel Shabbos, Friday night, when we also speak of Yisrael and Yerushalayim. Hapare Sukkah Shalom, Oleinu Al-Kol Yisrael, V'al Yerushalayim, who spreads the shelter of peace upon us, upon all of his nation Israel, and upon Yerushalayim. Rav Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld asks, why we need to request peace for both Yisrael and Yerushalayim. He explains that Yerushalayim needs a particular shalom, a special Shmira El Yoyna, heavenly protection. Why do we include a tefillah for Yerushalayim in our Berchus HaMazon? We thank Hashem for the land, the Chalt of Savata, we've eaten and we're now satisfied, and therefore we offer a blessing. Where does Uvenei Yerushalayim fit in? The answer is given that when we eat, we recognize the chesed that Hashem has brought this food onto our tables. We also comprehend that the gates of heaven are open at this time. Therefore, it represents an opportune moment to ask Hashem, please open the gates a little wider. Give us Yerushalayim in the Beis Amikdash. We learn that when the third and final Beis Amikdash is built, all that has transpired through the generations will be revealed to us all. A very interesting gematria is brought to our attention that the word Beis Hamikdosh is equal to 671. The same gematria, numerical value, as Le'enei Ko Yisrael, to the eyes of all of Israel. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser. It is uh, 7.34 in the morning here on uh, JM Sunday. Matas Wine guest with you on the Nachum Siegel Network. Wanted to see if I could bring you some uh, sounds of Israel. I'm not sure if... Uh, let's see if we actually can catch this. No, I thought we could, but uh, I wanted you to catch what's actually going on in Israel right now at the Kotel. There is singing and dancing going on right now. And uh, absolutely amazing. So that is what is happening right now in Israel. 
many, many people at the hotel right now uh, singing and dancing away. We're going to go back to more music here on JM Sunday. Mayor Weingarten will be joining us at around uh, 8.15 to talk about Yom Shulayim. And uh, we'll continue with a selection that includes uh, David Gabe, Jerusalem Stone, Yosef Chaim, Shlomo Kalbach, and Yisrael Barakov. Thanks for joining us here on Yom Shulayim, right here on JM Sunday.
Barachov with Yerushalayim here on JM Sunday. Matis Weingast with you on this Yom Yerushalayim special. Thanks for joining us right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are exclusive to the network and we are here every Sunday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. Happy birthday to listener Judah. Today is his birthday. We wish him a happy birthday. And uh, let's see, before Yisrael Barachov, we heard Shlomo Kalbach. 
Yosef Chaim, Jerusalem Stone, and David Gabay, all with the Yerushalayim selection. So we're going to continue that throughout the next hour. At um, at 8.15 or so, we're going to be joined by Mayor Weingarten on this Yom Yerushalayim, and we'll be talking about a number of things in uh, in relation to Yerushalayim. Uh, some interesting things, some historical things, some modern things, and we'll see what comes up. That'll be about 8.15, and uh, he'll join me for the uh, remainder of the show and dispersing some music here and there, and uh, it'll be very interesting, I assure you. It is uh, the time now where we usually have the news from Israel, but uh, Connie Julian is off this week because it is a holiday, Yom Yerushalayim, so we gave her the day off, uh, and... Uh, She'll be back next week. Of course, uh, there are many things happening in the news, and we'll touch upon that with Mayor Weingarten, the goings-on in Yom Shalayim and, uh, and other things happening. So that'll be around 8.15. Uh, don't forget that tomorrow morning, uh, Nachum Siegel has a Yom Shalayim, Yom Chevron special. Mayor will be joining him in studio there. Today, Mayor will be joining me on the phone. I did not uh, want him to have to schlep out to a studio twice in... Uh, in two days, so it'll be by phone. And uh, but tomorrow morning, Nachum will be joined by Mayor in studio for Yom Yerushalayim Yom Chevron special, along with very special guests and uh, the sights and sounds of Yerushalayim during the uh, Six Day War. So it is always an amazing show, and will be, I'm sure, tomorrow morning. So that's between six and nine a.m. on JM and the AM. Mayor hosts the uh, Israel show at nine a.m. Uh, we'll find out at 8.15 when he joins me here what's in store for tomorrow morning on the Israel show, if there's a uh, a special Yom Yerushalayim show following uh, Nachum's show. So uh, we'll get the scoop on all that uh, coming up. It's a beautiful day outside here in the North New Jersey area and in Yerushalayim. It's a great day to celebrate Yom Yerushalayim. We won't be on next week because next week is Shavuos. And... Uh, we won't even be able to do a post-Shavuos special the way we did on uh, on Pesach. So we will be off next week for the first time in um, one... Let's see, this is show number... Actually, I uh, I was given this here. Let's see, this is show JM show number... JM Sunday, I should say. Show number 141. 141 consecutive JM Sunday shows. We will be off next week. And then we'll reconvene on the 31st of uh, of May and continue along until, uh, let's see, I think that we, uh, we're we going to have to skip a couple of shows. Um, actually, maybe not, you know, uh, because I believe, yeah, Erev Rosh Hashanah uh, is, is Sunday, right? Yeah, Erev Rosh Hashanah is on a Sunday. We can do that. Erev Sukkot is on a Sunday, of course. We can do that. Uh, and then Hoshana Rabbah. I think we are clear, clear until uh, until next year that we will be able to continue doing uh, doing the shows. Now, of course, if we were in Israel, we would do a uh, a Motzi Yom Tov show the first night of uh, the after the first and only day of uh, Yom Tov uh, Shavuos in Israel. But uh, alas, we are here, so we are not going to be able to do that anyway. Let's go back to the music. Mayor will be joining me in about 13 minutes or so right here on uh, on JM Sunday. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Here's Mordechai Ben David with classic Yerushalayim. 
JM Sunday exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Miami Boys Choir with Yerushalayim. Before that, Ellie Chait and Mordechai Ben David from the, uh, goes back a number of years, the Tamid Basimcha album with uh, Yerushalayim here on JM Sunday. My thanks to all of you listening here this morning on this uh, Yom Yerushalayim. It is a holiday in Israel, and uh, we are so happy that you have been able to join us. Unfortunately, we're not in Israel, but uh, in watching... Uh, and watching what's going on at the hotel right now. Well, you know what? Let, let me get our guest on here, my my uh, co-host for the next uh, 45 minutes or so. I want to introduce and welcome to the show Mayor Weingarten. Good morning, Mayor. How are you? Bokatov Matis, Chag Sameach. Mayor Weingarten, of course, is the uh, host of the highly acclaimed Israel show, which appears on... Um, which you can listen to on the Nachum Siegel Network exclusively. It's on Monday mornings at 9 a.m., immediately following J.M. in the a.m. Uh, Mayor, are you going to have a, an Israel show tomorrow, uh, since you're going to be on with Nachum the entire right. morning? And, and being that I um, am only one human being, uh, <laughs> we're going to have a uh, music-filled, especially for Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Hebron show. Beautiful. Uh, which everyone will enjoy. And, um, yeah, the, Looking the forward world, to it. Uh, it's it's going to be a good show, and make sure to tune in to Jamie and the AM tomorrow morning. Absolutely, six a.m. We, we also have a special guest in studio. Yes, in addition to myself, Rabbi Tzvi uh, Rimon of uh, of uh, Alon Shvut, who was uh, recently selected to be the Rosh Beit Midrash of Machon Lev, which is a great. Um, a great position and one that I have some connection to because I'm an alumnus. Yes, and. Um, He's going to be, he's an amazing person. Absolutely. Amazing, amazing person, and it'll be fantastic. And tomorrow, actually, uh, I believe, no, today actually is also the anniversary of Shihur Kvaratyon. And I believe that my mother's listening, and she was in Kvaratyon in 1947. Wow, so hello to Mrs. Weingarten. Good yep. morning, and thanks for listening. Uh, it is uh, it is a Sunday. Today is actually Yom Yushalayim, but tomorrow you're going to do the show with Nachum, as you mentioned, when people will get to uh, hear the uh, sounds of uh, of Yushalayim during the Six Day War and the other amazing clips that you play. Uh, we're we're not doing that today because tomorrow will be the big Yom Yushalayim Yom Chavron celebration on JM the AM with you and Nachum, and you'll be in studio. So it's appropriate to do that today. We've been playing Yushalayim themed music, Yushalayim music. Trying to get some oldies that we haven't heard in a long time. Uh, and, May I say uh, that the music I have been enjoying the musical selection well, immensely you. since seven, thank and you. Uh, it is really some of the stuff I, I don't even think I've ever heard. I mean, oh. you have come up with a great playlist. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, Mayor, very very much. Um, today also is the Yartzeit of Shmuel Hanavi, mm-hmm. uh, and it is uh, it is of course commemorated. Uh, you know, there are going to be some uh, street closings. I don't know if you're going to be heading to Israel today just for a couple of hours. I don't know if you can make it. But uh, for those listening in Israel, uh, uh, let's see if I get this. Uh, between around 3 o'clock and, uh, and 9 o'clock tonight, you're going to have uh, Betzalel Street closed, uh, King George, Karen Hayesod, Agron, Yitzhak Kariv, Shlomo HaMelech, King David, Okay, wait, is anything going to be open? I just, you know what, the whole place is closed. By the way, it. this is because of the Rikud Galim, not, not necessarily the... Um, right, the right. Outside. However, they do say that there's going to, there are going to be certain areas closed to private vehicles at the Kever, at the burial place of Shmuel Hanavi. Right. There are park and rides set up. I mean, it's, 
<laughs> Only in Israel, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, now tell us about, by the way, you mentioned the, uh, the Rikud de Galim. It's a, a flag parade. And uh, from what I, I have, you ever been there and actually seen it? No, because in my when I was living in Israel back in the day, they didn't have it yet. It's a you know um, a, a newer addition to Yom Yerushalayim and a beautiful addition to Yom Yerushalayim. Right. It basically is a parade where everybody's carrying the flag of Israel. Yeah. And and just uh, marching throughout the entire city. To the Kotel slash Harabayit. Right, right. and uh, just an amazing uh, display of of unity. It's not just, they're they're not just marching. It's really, as the name says, it's we could have the Galim. It's it's a dance. And it's not like we, we, in America, we think of the parade, the Salute Israel Day parade, let's say, right? We're at the real parade. It's not a parade in that sense. It's tens of thousands of people, mainly young people, who are dancing and singing their way from the center of the city, uh, the center of Yerushalayim today, to the Kotel and Harabayat area. Amazing. And then they have massive um, uh, dancing and the singing at the Kotel Plaza. Right. Today there was a commemoration at the Kotel. Uh, the list of rabbis who joined in that is amazing. Again, the yeah. show of unity um, that was there. And uh, it, there's one picture that uh, I don't know if it was meant to be this way, but they're all davening. Uh, at, at the hotel, facing the hotel, it was not like the photo ops that were afterwards, but they were all right. facing the hotel. And somebody is holding an Israeli flag, a huge Israeli flag, right yes. at the hotel, facing I them. I saw that. Yes. And, and the only reason I say it may not be so official is is that the flag was not like in a podium, you know, in, in a stand. Right. It was a guy in shorts holding. <laughs> right, holding the flag. Well, it's so, hot. It's hot. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so you know that was that was there, uh, and it must be just amazing. We we were looking. at a video of uh, live at the hotel earlier, and they were just singing and dancing um, to give people an idea. On Shabbos is uh, is it the uh, which yeshiva is it yeshiva hotel right? Yes, um, begins and and sings and dances as it approaches the hotel. Yes, is that would happen on Friday. On Friday uh, they do this every Friday for Kabbalat Shabbat, and uh, this was uh, the, the video that I think you're referring to posted on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, was this past Friday night? Uh, they called it Shabbat Yushalayim, and this is what they do every Shabbat. Beautiful. Uh, we're going to intersperse uh, our conversation for the next uh, 35 minutes or so with some music, but before we get to that, I would like to know I'm putting it on the spot because we did not discuss this ahead of time at all. I would like to know your very first recollection of being in Yushalayim. Wow. Um,. My first mm, recollection. I put you on the spot. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I get. I, I was there many times as a, as, a, as a little child. Many, many times. My parents, um, who were in the travel business, <laughs> right. um, went there. took groups. And I, I mean, I, there are pictures. I have pictures of me, my parents, and uh, and myself in Yerushalayim. Like when I'm three and four, I don't remember those. Right. Well, what, I, what, do you remember the first time? Do you have an image in your mind of the first time that you can recollect um, of seeing the Kotel? Yeah, I do. My father took me and sort of like gave me uh, a, a talk before explaining to me the importance of it. I was probably ten. I don't know. Does that make sense? Ten or eleven? Yeah, something like that. Um, we had also we we moved to Israel. We lived in Israel for two years uh, when I was in sixth and seventh grade, and um, so a lot of the um, memories, you know, are obviously at that point. 
Right, from, from that from that period, yes, I do remember going to the Kotel. I remember my father was was uh, you know so excited about it and wanted to make sure that we were excited about it. My father, Allah Shalom, and my my mother Tibadela Chaimer, who came, Israel was the central a central part of our upbringing. They made sure that we understood that, and uh, even though we were living in America, we you know, spoke. A lot of Hebrew in the house were always on top of what was going on in Israel. And my father was, um, I think, mesmerized by the charisma, if you will, of Yerushalayim, even when it was split into two. And um, he also enjoyed photography. And I had, a few years ago, found some old, old Super 8, you know, and, and earlier even, uh, films that he filmed of Yerushalayim soon after the reunification, when there was still uh, a border crossing and a wall hmm, amazing. Um, in certain areas, and uh, it just was fascinating. He, I, I remember him telling us how he used to um, go up to certain places where you could see the old city from during the 19 years that you couldn't access it. Wow. And and so once it was. Liberated and reunited, he. This was a fascinating thing for him. He was all over it. Absolutely. Now, con- uh, compare that to what goes on nowadays when you have tens of thousands of uh, young people going on, you know, things like birthright or right. uh, you know, NCSY summer programs or things like that. That go to the hotel. You're talking about um, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people each year who've never been to Israel, never seen the hotel, all being able to just. Go and see it. You know, it's, it's right. just, it and must be amazing And hopefully be moved by it. Absolutely, just as and, it was you know, in decades ago. And, uh, right, and, and also a, a movement uh, that started uh, probably a decade ago of Jews who realized that the importance of Har Habayit, and, and this has become also a, a big movement of, uh, of people who, who have put Har Habayit in the center of the photo, not just the Kota. Right, exactly. We could, we could have an entire show. An entire yeah. <laughs> segment on uh, on the whole idea of, of people going up to Harabayat or the areas they're allowed to go now, mm-hmm. as has happened over the last number of months. Uh, you know, not without some controversy, as uh, there always is in a lot of things that go on in Israel, especially in that area. Right. But uh, you do have uh, probably at this point, I'm sure, thousands of people who have uh, ventured on to the places they're allowed to go. Tens of thousands. Uh, tens, tens of thousands of at this easily. point. Easily. That that um, again, as in. Um, as in 1967, when it was uh, uh, 2,000 years that uh, there was not, there were not people who were able to freely go to the hotel. Even you now have people who, after thousands of years, uh, were not able to go on to the Harabai. Again, right. the parts they're well, able the, to. The hotel was the place where Jews went to pray because they couldn't go to Harabai. Right. There were the Muslims wouldn't allow them. So the hotel, which before 67 was this tiny little alleyway and uh you know if you haven't seen pictures of it i encourage all the listeners go online you know and look for a photo of the hotel pre-1967 right we'll, we'll talk about what we're talking about we'll, we'll talk about some photos in a minute we're going to play uh, right. something from uh, from shweki here's another Yushalayim uh, a selection on jm sunday mayor weingarten is my guest we'll be right back uh, after this selection from yakov shweki right here on jm sunday
with Yerushalayim from the Chavivim uh, album here on uh, JM Sunday. Mayor Weingarten is with me. Mayor, you're still there? Yeah. Excellent. 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 Here's a little bit of an echo. A little bit of an echo. 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 No, actually, I hear it fine on my end here. Okay. I just added a photo. Well, we'll get to that in a second. You know what? Before we uh, before we continue, today is Yom Yerushalayim. It is the holiday commemorating the... Uh, Recent reunification of uh, Israel of, of Yerushalayim in the Six Day War, forty-eight years ago. Can you imagine that? Forty-eight yeah, years amazing. already. More uh, than a generation. Absolutely. And uh, we were talking about that, but uh, we we can't pass the the day without the news of the passing of Rabbi Moshe Levinger or Levinger in in Hebrew, I guess, who was a force behind uh, the the modern. Uh, 
you know, Hebron in terms of living there. Uh, his story, and, and, you know, I only know bits and pieces of it, but, uh, it's famous that, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but famous that, um, when, uh, they went to, uh, when they went to Hebron, they wanted to go for Pesach and, uh, they were in the hotel business, I guess, or somebody was in the hotel business. They rented out some rooms in the park hotel <laughs> yeah. and they, they had a Seder. And, uh, after the first day, um, they, uh, you know, decided they liked it there. They just didn't leave. A month later, you know, it's like, oh, they're still here. Oh no. What do yeah. we do now? Good thing the hotel was an overboat. Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, so tourism to Chevron in, uh, in the, in 19, I guess it was 1968. About it was 1968. Nine, yeah. nine months after the war, ten months after the war. And, uh, they, they kind of hung out there. And now, uh, 48 years later, it's still there. But yeah, what happened, what happened there, and it, 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 Rabbi Boshe Levinger, Levinger, the Cornoli Vrachau, is being buried today, um, and, and it's very symbolic. He's being buried on Yom Yerushalayim uh, and Erev Yom Chevron. Um, realized, together with many other young, very idealistic um, young men and women at the time, mostly students of Rav Tzvi Yehuda Cook, mm-hmm. that the government of Israel, which was a leftist government at the time, labor government, uh, was not going to act upon the victory of 1967. That means all the areas that were liberated, Hebron and, and Shechem and you, all the areas of Yudan, Shemron and Yushan, they were not going to do anything. They were waiting, as Moshe Dayan famously said, they're waiting for the phone call from the Arabs who, um, they believed would trade, uh, recognition of Israel and peace for the territories that Israel, um, liberated in the war. Of course, right. the phone call never came. <laughs> but um, when they realized that the government wasn't going to do anything, they decided to, it had to be a grassroots uh, thing, that, that sometimes it, it is the people who force the government's hand and, and show leadership. And so Moshe Levinger uh, took a group of people, checked in, as you say, Erev Pesach to the Park Hotel in Hebron. And, and it's been written about countless times, um, most people don't think of it this way, but there's no question that the owner of the hotel, who was uh, part of the um, you know tribes of Hebron, there are a lot of Arab, uh, very famous tribes, if you mm-hmm, will, right. you know, large families, Hamulot in Hebron. He um, knew that they were going to stay. Mm-hmm. He he wasn't surprised. He couldn't have thought otherwise. Right. Anyway, and what happened was that they announced to the government, "We're this is." The, the beginning of the Jewish Yishuv resettlement in Hebron. Jews lived in Hebron forever and only left in, uh, I think it was 1939, because the Arabs slaughtered them. Right. And, and the government wasn't doing The government even wasn't trying to, to reclaim the homes that belonged to Jews. Right, of course. And so that's what they did. And after a very long standoff, the compromise that they reached was that... Uh, the government said we'll establish um, Kiryat Arba, which is a little town next to the old city of Hebron. And that was a partial victory. And then later on they said, well, we want to go into Hebron. And, and famously the wives, including Moshe Levinger's wife, um, went into Beit Hadassah and said mm-hmm. the same thing. We're not leaving until you allow us to stay here. This is a Jewish home right. and, and so forth. So he was one of the people that, you know, you talk about people who change history. 
Right, he absolutely. changed history. So you're saying that it was like, a, what was it, Sheva Jehuda that went first into the Yamsuf? Somebody had yes. to go in? Yes, Just and the go interesting in and thing is, is that Hebron is Nachlat Yehuda. Right. And then it's famously reported in Rashi, according to the Midrash, that when the Meraglim, the spies, came to Israel during the 40 years of the desert, um, that Kalev Ben Yifunen went to pray in, in Hebron. So, right, yeah, absolutely. very appropriate. Mayor Weingarten is joining me here on JM Sunday exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. Mayor is the host of uh, the Israel Show, which will uh, appear tomorrow, which will be on the air tomorrow at 9 a.m. following JM in the AM. But Mayor will be on with Nachum in studio tomorrow, celebrating Yom Yerushalayim and Yom Chevron. Um, thanks for listening, everyone, uh, especially on the app. And you can make comments on the app. Mora Adina made a comment because we're going to get to this in just a second. She says she always shows many. She always shows her students pictures of the Kotel pre 1967, and the reactions are priceless. Yeah. Um, and uh, and she and then the Sammy Tisser says uh, you know was asking about the schools in which uh, you know people are teaching and 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 about this. The, when you see pictures of the Kotel. Now, when you or when you're at the hotel, you see this open plaza. Right. You see uh, many rows of stones that are there. Mm-hmm. More, and when you look at pictures from 1967 or before, or even you know not too long after, you see fewer rows of stones because not as much was dug down. Right. And uh, you see a couple of other things. And, and again, I encourage, like you said, to go online and find pictures of the hotel. One thing that's interesting that you'll see on many of the stones are, is writing, right. uh, actual writing on the stones. Like <laughs> I hate to say, use the term graffiti. It's not graffiti. Yeah, it is. It is graffiti. But it's, yes. and and apparently that was done by visitors pre what is now putting uh, little uh, pieces of uh, paper, a note, in you the know, wall. notes in the wall. And this right. was done by people, and and it was there. This is not. It's not photoshopped. <laughs> It's not absolutely, like absolutely it true. was there. And it's amazing when you see the pictures. It is a, a small um, alleyway uh, that, that was there because there were, there were, there's a building, uh, I think, right behind it. There were it was walls built right up behind all it. the way up to almost to the Kotel. It, it was a street. So, it was a street sign. So right now, when somebody's at the Kotel today or looking at the Kotel, from, mm-hmm. let's say from the, the yeshiva right behind it, and you're looking down on the Kotel camera, let's say, uh, people could stand a few feet in front of the hotel. Right. What was in that plaza from that point back? Houses, old, old wow. slums. Slums. It was called the Mugrabim uh, uh, neighborhood. It was Arab slums, and it was built up. The entire plaza that you see today was built up with uh, with this very um, old and dilapidated housing. It was it was a backwater nothing that nobody cared about. Right. Remember, though, and it's important to point out, and I always try to make sure that everybody recognizes this, we attach tremendous importance to the Kotel. But we sometimes forget that the Kotel was a place that we went to Davin because we couldn't Davin at Har Habay. Right. It's a wall. It's, a, it's symbolic. It, it, it wasn't part of the base of Right. It's a retaining People, wall, basically. Right. And so when, in 1967, we liberated... Everything, including Har Habayit, Har Habayit Biadenu, famously mm-hmm. said by General Motegur. Which will be um, heard tomorrow on the Which will be heard show. tomorrow as part of the Kolot. Right. Um, you know, it, there was a lot of confusion. There was a lot of memories. There was a lot of, this was not planned. 
the government of Israel and the people and the rabbinate and everybody were not ready for this. Right. And so instinctively, everybody ran to the Kotel. Right. But the mistake that they made was not stopping and saying, no, no, we don't need the Kotel anymore. The Kotel is sort of like was the stand-in, and now we have the real thing. Right, of course. And then Moshe Dayan, who was the military hero of the war, but unfortunately in my mind the, the villain of the post-war, um, decided that Har Habayit should be just given over to the Arabs, and they made the Kotel into the Jews. That means right, the left-wing government basically made this idea of the Jews will be at the Kotel, and the Arabs will be on Har Habayit. Right, and by right. doing so, they really this Har Habayit. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to get into a whole political thing, because, again, that could be an entire other segment right. of the show. But do you think that a part of it, well, I'm sure it's part of it, because we you know, read this, that even then, as now, there are obviously places you can't go in Har Habayit. So I, I imagine that the people who were there suddenly, like you said, unexpected, uh, and those, let's say, like Rabbi Gorin, who, who were... Um, I don't know how to say it. Religiously inclined to understand the the um, the magnitude, uh, the the magnitude, magnitude of Harabayat halachically, right. even you know Jewish law and where to yes. go. I, I'm sure that that must have stopped them, you know, in some way of just you know running on. No, there. no, you don't it wasn't. So? Well, reading it was all the reading everything I've read, witnesses from the soldiers themselves, uh-huh. and, and 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 from Rav Gorin and others, that was not what stopped them. Really, what stopped them was. Um, it wasn't what stopped them. What attracted them was the memories that they all had. It was only 19 years. That was not a lot of time. Right, so it was the memories that, of the they Kotel. were able to go to uh-huh. the Kotel. Right. right, so that's what they thought of. Okay, look, uh, you know, anyway. imagine what things would have been like had they just gone up there and asked for the key to the door. And, and they were given the key. They were offered the key. That's uh, the, that's yeah, the yeah, yeah. ironic part. They were offered the keys because the Arabs expected that the Jews would do to them what they would have done to the Jews. Yeah, right, right. And, or what uh, they did to the Jews, yeah. Exactly. So there is a picture I just posted on JM, Sun, uh, on JM Sunday on Facebook. Right. Uh, so people can go there. Or, you know, you, if you don't have it right now, you can go later. But try to give us a, a, a an idea this is, you know, verbally yeah. of what people are looking at. This is at. a great picture, which I was about to post on the um the Israel Show Facebook page, but then I said, you know, it's only proper if we're live with you that we'll post it on your Thank page. Thank you. But we shared it on the I'll Israel. just tell you that right now when you look at this picture, you see a couple of buildings, which you'll tell right. us about. You'll see, you see a tower in the background, and what you see in the front is barbed wire and right. the stanchions and, 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 uh, and like blockade uh, barrels, barrels right. filled with concrete, which, which were a blockade, really. And right. this street, uh, it's hard to imagine, but this is King David Street. Oh, wow. And you see the tower in the background. That's the YMCA. That's, that's the tower. Okay. And yeah. that tower is opposite, meaning what you don't see because of the angle of the of the picture is that opposite that tower is the King David Hotel. Wow. And where the picture is taken is approximately where on one side, on the left side of the picture, the David Citadel Hotel today sits, right. and on the right side, the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. Sits. Oh, wow, wow, have we come a long way! <laughs> this is from 1955. Uh. And you see that this dish was more or less the border. This was very, very close to the border, right. as it is very close to the old city today. That's what makes these hotels so attractive, right? Right, exactly, exactly. So when you have a chance, go on JM Sunday. You'll see this picture. You, know, you can see that there are, there are many pictures out there uh, where you take a look at what was then. For instance, uh, where the, the David Citadel, all right, that's the... Um, 
beautiful, luxurious the, hotel? Uh, oh, right, the hotel or the, no, or the, the Citadel I guess the, itself? The, the Citadel itself. Yeah. Uh, okay. What well, we call Migdal David. Migdal, right. Migdal David uh, dates, dates back, uh, I don't know, how many how many hundreds and hundreds of years uh, to the, the, the tower itself, not as much, but the the, the bottom part it goes back to the, the Bayou Cheney. Right, because King King Herod built that. Right. Uh, right. right. Now, uh, if you look at an old picture of that, you see the structure, and if you take a look at a modern picture, you see that exact same structure. It, it's like hardly touched, but there's a major roadway right, right next to it. Right. Uh, and then you have the um, the actual tower of. of David, and uh, that's at near the museum today. Right. It's a misnomer because David probably had nothing to do with right. it, but, but we know it as such. It, and the tower, by the way, which it's so funny how in Jewish lore uh, that tower has symbolized Yerushalayim is actually the minaret of a mosque. Look, so. it, 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 it's been there a while, also. It, yes. maybe, oh, yeah, maybe, well. maybe it was in, in more peaceful times when everybody lived together. And uh, right, wasn't so sure. Bad. By uh, the way, in the picture that you posted, the one from 1955, yes. I just noticed now on the right side the building. That's somebody you know? Oh, I. <laughs> <laughs> the building on the right side, which are all abandoned. These are all abandoned yeah. buildings, but it has a little. You can see Salome. under says, the right Salome, Salome, which Salome family was a very well-known Arab family right. in Yerushalayim that owned a lot of um, a, lo- a lot of property. In fact, there is a, a, a traffic circle at the top of Jabotinsky Street that is between the area of Jabotinsky Street and the president's residence today, and it was known forever as Kikar Salome. The Salome, you know, roundabout or traffic circle, right. because he owned the properties around it. And, and, and one of them today is the Belgian consulate. It's a gorgeous, beautiful house, and they pay rent to the Salome family. Wow. Uh, uh, further along, it says on top of the other building, we, say, we sell Pesach's man, but that's besides the <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I was, as you were saying that, I'm looking at, where does he see? Where is there that? is something further down yeah. to, to the left of Salome. There's something yeah, in English. Yeah, but I can't make with out what it says. Uh, <laughs> We're having fun here on, on JM Sunday. Well, they, they didn't have Pesach Man, of course, but no, uh, not yet. But they did. Uh, so there, there are you know just the idea of um, if you take a look at the different gates, you know what the gates looked like uh, then around the uh, uh, right. around the Harbias, um and the old the old city uh, of uh, what they look then. Now you have um, the uh, the the place where Shalom is uh, buried in the valley. Yeah, Shalom, right. uh, and uh, I, I remember seeing but that. But these are all. I, to, I just have to caution you. These are all misnomers. I no, I understand. There, there is a okay. structure. Okay, there is a right. structure that's, that's called Yad Shalom. Right. right, and it is uh, traditionally associated. Who's right. there? We don't know. What's there? Well, we don't know. but it's a second temple. We believe it's a, from the times of the second temple, not from the times of the first. Temple. Right, and uh, but it's just interesting if you take a look at older pictures, you'll see the way it was um, partially covered. You know, right. over the over the centuries, the the rocks and everything right. else that had fallen down, you know, and and then it was cleared up and. You dug down about, to the bottom, and it's one piece. It was dug out of that. Uh, it was carved out of that that rock right. area. It was it, right. The tomb of whoever is buried there, probably a very rich person, okay. was carved out of the rock. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Now and they, they were amazing architects and builders in those days. And you think about what Herod built. And the, sure. The, it's um, eight forty nine in the morning. We have a few more minutes with Mayor Weingarten. I appreciate you joining us today uh, on Yom Shalayim. Um, 
we know that many, many thousands of people are buried on uh, Mount of Olives, Harazasim. Right. And the 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 um, burial ground dates back. Doesn't it date back to the first base of Megdash? Um, the the first base yeah, of I, I believe so, yes. Uh, Could very well be. <laughs> Makes sense that it would. Right. Um, and, and surely it's the oldest Jewish cemetery in the world. Right. Um, although, well... Yeah, I guess so. I guess so because but the one in Chevron, we don't know. Um, I mean, I, uh, I have a feeling. Oh well, if you call Marat Hamachpelah, like is that in that sense, yeah. that's a burial site and that's older. But as far as a general like, right, cemetery, right. yeah, and that's, that's where Rabbi uh, Levinger will be buried today. By the way, in uh, in Chevron, in Chevron, that's right. So, that's so right. I, I, I want to ask this delicately: where where are all the other graves from? You know, thousands of years. I mean, we don't have. Grave well, sites that are thousands right. of years there. That we, we know can that see. everything is layers. I mean, if, when you go to towards the Kotel and you look down at the southern wall, the corner of the western and the southern wall, you see you can look down, you know, uh, many many feet, many yards down, and that was all dug out after '67. You see pictures of that area oh. before '67. The the ground was all the way up to what's called Robinson's Arch, and right. today you can see the actual street that was used during the times of the Bayat of the Second Temple, uh, the Roman, what they call the Roman street, um, the actual stones that were there, the stones from Har Habayat that fell off on Tisha right. B'Av yep. into the pit. So, yeah, so to answer your question, there are layers and layers and layers and layers. So you want to know where the, where the, where the people are buried? They're Probably many layers underneath. Wow. Uh, if you take a look at some of the pictures of that area pre-67, you do see uh, many tombstones, you know, many burial sites there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Different than the ones we're used to today, it seems. Uh, many of them uh, over the centuries, I guess, I don't know what it goes by, but they were round. Uh, maybe they, and I'm thinking, it's interesting looking at some of the pictures now, that I wonder if they took uh, parts of pillars that had fallen and used those as um, that that was always done. But if you look specifically at what's called Yad Shalom, that was a very you know people put up a, um, a an ohel if you will yeah, or some yeah. sort of matzeva. This was a very elaborate matzeva of a very wealthy person, as you say, carved out of the rock, right. and uh, it's like a one. It's in one piece, and there's a hole towards the top where grave robbers went and you know, broke in. Right. But it's a beautiful piece of architecture from the Second Temple period, from the Bayichini time. And um, don't in Bayichini times, by the way, they buried in uh, sarcophagi, you know, the stone coffins yeah. that were buried in in uh, in caves, in uh, one on top of the other. Right, absolutely. Now, you know, somebody might, might ask, well, why, why are we talking about, you know, old pictures and things like that? We have modern Israel, but uh, you know, our history is, uh, we, we don't consider history as something in the past. We bring history alive today all the time. Obviously, and we, we right. uh, no. I, I was just going to say, you know, we have the Torah thousands of years old. It is today. It's a living document. It is it is here today with us. Same with Yerushalayim, same with Israel. When we take a look at, at what is in the past, it I feel, at least to me, and I think to people like Amor Rodina, who said that she shows these pictures to her students, and I hope... Uh, so many other people will. It gives an idea of um, not just what has been accomplished, you know, since uh, modern Israel time and modern Yerushalayim, but also what life was like that we have learned about, that we have uh, historical 
documentation about that. We have the Gemara that talks about it. We, we can see how people actually lived and walked the streets during right. that time period. And I, I think that evokes an emotion that is uh, not just that it's then, it's it's today. Because you're walking in some places the same exact streets. Maybe with a little bit of, of uh, cement or asphalt on top of it. But there are streets, uh, and I want to ask you this question. There are streets where you can walk in Yushalayim or Hebron that are untouched. If somebody wanted to walk in a place where it was pretty much untouched for the last 3,000 years, where would they walk? Well, for the last 2,000 years, you can walk, as I mentioned, in the in the um, digs of the southern wall excavations, where you can literally walk on the Roman um, pavement, if you will. There were stone, stones. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is now, you can walk from Ir David. Well, in Ir David, by the way, there are places that are from Bayit Rishon, period. Um, I don't know if there's like a street that you could walk, but there's definitely building, you know, stones and buildings. You can walk in the tunnel that brought the water from outside the city, inside the city, that Chizkiyahu HaMelech built. You know, it's mentioned in Tanakh. And you can walk through that tunnel today, and then you'd be walking in a tunnel that was dug 3,000, you know, years ago. And you think that Chizkiyahu was in that tunnel? Yeah. You imagine that? Can you imagine walking yeah. in a place where Chizkiyahu... Was was yeah. was standing. Not, not Go to Ir David. Yeah, Ir David yeah, is David. probably uh, the uh, oldest place, and and we've gone furthest, and we found literally witnesses, meaning you know uh, whether it's coins or bula or whatever from that period. I'll tell you another thing. You mentioned about the connection to the history. By looking at these pictures, we can also so much better appreciate what we have now. Of course, and it's hard to always appreciate what you have. You're living in it. You see it every day. Go back and look at those old pictures and see how bad it was and how good we have it now. Right. And that's in terms of uh, you know, the, the infrastructure and everything else that's there. No, but obviously. also the Jewish sovereignty over ah, Yerushalayim. True. That, true. Right. Yeah. A united Yerushalayim under Jewish sovereignty it was like a dream of the ages. And what about in Hebron? You can walk on streets that quite possibly... I don't know. I don't know as don't much know. about Hebron. I, I don't think that they they can't do as much digging there because no, the Arabs course. just go ballistic. Right, know? right, of course. No. But uh, so they're not as ancient there. But they, you know, they're Marat Machpelah underneath the, yeah. that structure that we see today, which is a Herodian structure, is uh, going back to the Tanakh. Yes, right. Famous story, of course, of uh, Moshe Dayan sent a uh, right. a child into the cave. And uh, we still don't know what he saw. Yeah, because there was just a little opening and a little child could squeeze yeah. through. Yeah. Uh, but amazing to have, amazing that even somebody was able to go after after thousands of years. Well, there's uh, actually there. it's written up uh, that uh, some of the leaders of the Hebron community um, in the more modern time um, also went down. They one night um, were able to find an entranceway and went down and. Um, got to a certain point, couldn't get any further, and then the Arabs figured out that they went down, and then they, you know, just cemented it up and everything. But, uh, are you, they are you talking about, you're talking about Hebron or, or, Hebron, or, Hebron. They, or Hebron. Harabayas? No, no, Hebron. That's a, there's a Harabay, similar Harabay right. story, okay. but I'm talking about Hebron in this case. Ah, okay. um, I can't remember his name now, it escapes me, but the head of the Hebron community... Uh, and one other person went down there. Well, I uh, I want to thank you, Mayor, for joining us this morning. I hope our conversation uh, 
was of interest to our listeners, I think uh, I think it was, and it gives a little bit of taste of, of reality of what's out there and what we've had and what we have now and uh, the importance of celebrating today Yom Yerushalayim and of keeping Yerushalayim in mind all the time uh, because uh, it is um, very easy to lose something that you have if you don't appreciate it and to keep it in your mind and make sure that you uh, protect it. It's like Absolutely. any gift, any gift that you're given, you you want to put in a special place, and you want to make sure that you right. you take it out every once in a while and look at it. Right. God gave us just, the keys, and that's a responsibility. Yeah. It's not just a uh, privilege. Oh, I should have asked you. There's a famous key story, but it's Chevron, right? The, the, the from, from uh, uh, the time uh, of the Kevron Tanakh, Hale, I believe. Uh, yeah. Right with Tanakh, and then and uh, who gave the keys? Who gave the uh, keys the, to the, the Arabs? Arab, then? The Arab. Um, no, no, back, back in Tanakh. In, in Tanakh. In Tanakh. Oh, in Tanakh. Wasn't there? Isn't there something where? Oh, where... there's a story in the Gemara that I've told a few times where the in the when the Beis Yishon was burning, the co- the young Kohanim went up to the roof, right, and, and tossed, threw up the keys. Threw up the keys, right, right, right. Okay, right. So the, and, the and so I, I I always imagined that in it, on this day, 1967, God started giving them back. Right, absolutely. In the background, you hear uh, Hatikva, uh, certainly a uh, song that uh, in modern times uh, evokes tremendous feeling. Among uh, among Jewish people around the world, uh, and uh, again, I want to wish you a good Yom Tov. I want to thank you for joining me this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, we look forward to hearing you tomorrow morning with Nachum at six a.m. Will you be there at six? Or I'll be there at about six forty-five. Oh, okay, okay. Nachum yeah, will be there yeah. at six, and uh, you'll be spending the day, the morning with Nachum, and going yes. through the Akolo Chevron uh, of Yom Shlaim. Shlaim and Chevron and. Uh, and and we're up to three remote from the Gush will be there. Yeah, well. it's going to be amazing. Again, thank you, Mayor, so much. I appreciate it. We'll listen to you tomorrow and, of course, to the Israel Show at 9 a.m. Thank you, tomorrow. Marcus. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Much success. Kulto. Thank you. Kulto. Mayor Weingarten here with us on uh, JM Sunday. Thanks so much, Mayor. We appreciate it. And thanks, everybody, for listening this morning here on Yom Yerushalayim. It's great to have you. We'll be back here in two weeks. Next week, we're off for uh, Shavuos. Have a great two weeks, everyone, and a great Yom Tov and Rosh Chodesh coming up this week. Take care.